0: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and I am just so thankful to be with you. This last weekend was uh, a different kind of weekend for me. Um I had decided uh, about a month ago that it was enough it was enough time for me to just um hunker down and and work 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 and uh you know kind of keep my distance and there wasn't very much that we could do, right? We're all in this together. Uh, But I've decided that now I'm going to make plans. I want to start making plans and I want to go do and I want to have fun. And I want, I need to have, I'm the kind of person that needs something to look forward to. And yes, just coming home and seeing my granddaughter and and my family or going to work and being with my employees and, and, you know, uh, uh, meeting new customers and Um, service providers. That's all great. And I love all of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, The most passionate I am is to make sure that people understand who God is. And um, hopefully I emulate that, even though we all fall short of that uh, at times. It's just really great to be able to be in a position where we can do that. But since I decided, I made this decision that I'm going to actually get my calendar out, right? I'm going to get my calendar out. I'm actually going to put things in it. I'm going to do things that maybe I haven't done ever or in a long time. And I think it's really healthy. And if you're not doing this, maybe it's a good time to just, maybe it's a, a you up to get you going on this too. And so I've got, um, I went uh, side by side, I guess is what they call it. I was calling it going razoring, which I don't even know if it's a word. I make up my own words as I go along. But, um, you know, going out into the desert and driving fast and over rocks and you've got a row bar around you so you, you know, and you got your safety belts and you're all clenched in and And uh, it was dirty, very dirty and dusty, and you got to be fully prepared and uh, geared up uh, with all of the uh, right stuff, you know, goggles and helmets and, you know, all those fun things. Anyway, it's not something that I have done before. I'm a motorcyclist. I love dirt bike. I love road bike. Uh, I love to do just so many things. And. Um, this was different, and this is something my son really loves to do, Tyson, and he bought uh, one of these cars, and I just wanted to go on and, and feel what it is like, and I wanted to experience Tyson in fun times because we work together, and, you know, working together is not always easy. You know, some of you might be working with your family members and whatnot, and you understand what I'm saying. But it's just sometimes it it can be um, pressure, high pressure and and difficult. So I I just told Tyson I I really wanted to just, you know, have some fun with him. I wanted to spend some time with him and have fun. So we played cards and we ate together and talked together and rode there together. And it was a long ride out to the desert and then a long ride back. And it was just really kind of fun to – you know, talk to him not about work. I, I even warned him. I said, look, if I start talking about work, you just tell me to stop talking about work. And it was great. And during all that time, I actually reconnected with friends that I hadn't seen in a very long time because my life had changed and gone a different direction. And so to reconnect with some people that I uh, knew from a long time ago was really kind of fun, too. So maybe that's something that you need to think about or do for yourself, too. Uh, I also have plans to go snow skiing. Now, those of you that know that I had a very serious, serious leg accident, you understand that I had a metal plate, 10 pins in my leg. And, and then just this last year, after 10 years, um, I had that removed because my leg started hurting. Uh, but it did affect my knee, and it does affect my shin and area. And I went to the surgeon recently, and I just said, hey, I just want to know what your thoughts are on this. I, I want to go snow skiing, and I don't want to do what I did before because I used to, like, you know, just plow down down the hill and and you know just uh, keep up with the best of them, but um, I said no. I just want to do the bunny hills. I want to get those those muscles fired up again because you know there's things that you do in life that there's muscles that aren't awakened unless you do these certain things like skiing or. You know just a lot of things, even this going in this uh razor car, I felt you know that my body was being jostled all over the place and I, and I was sore, and those you know it was it was uh activating muscles that maybe aren't activated on a normal basis, so I think it's important that we move, we move and we have plans, and we just you know kind of get ourselves out of this rut or this thing we've been in for a year. It's been a year, you guys. I mean, seriously, a year. And it's time. Let's just, you know, let's get out there. Um so, with that being said, um when you when you are in pain, okay? I'm I'm telling you, you could do this and this helps too, praying, of course, being in his word and understanding who he is and who you are in him uh... is vitally important in fact the most important and i don't want to skip over that because it's really really vitally important um, I have this little bracelet that I have on here that was given to me by a friend. His name's Bill. And it says, pray first, okay? Because we need to be praying without ceasing, he says. Uh, and I have to be reminded sometimes to pray first. Like before my feet hit the ground, I have to be thankful and I have to give thanks and I have to pray. And and we all should be doing that because it really sets the stage for the day. It really does. And if, it, when I don't do it, I notice a difference. I notice a difference in my demeanor. I notice a difference maybe in my head, my, my just the way I am processing things that are coming my way. And uh, it's just so much better to be prayed up so that you can handle whatever's coming your way and understanding that he's there with you and that he should be driving, not you. And I think that's good. So <clears throat> since Christ suffered and underwent pain, you must have the same attitude he did. You must be ready to suffer too. For remember, when your body suffers, sin loses its power. 1 Peter one. when you're in pain, who's the person you're thinking of the most? You. I know with my leg, I, you know, I was thinking about me. I was thinking about, oh, can I move this way? Can I put weight on this leg? You know, oh, it hurts right now. Oh, man, I want to lift it up so it doesn't hurt. It's your nature to be self-centered because you're human. When you're suffering, you want to be comforted. When you're sick, you want to be cared for. When you're sad, you want to be held. Pain makes you self-centered. But God says if you're going to learn how to love like he does, you've got to try to see other people's pain, even when you're in pain. Now that's a thought process, isn't it? It really is, isn't it? Is that, you know, sometimes we think we're the only ones going through something and we think we're the only ones that are hurting. But if you look around really and you ask, you know, God to reveal to you and have eyes to see, his eyes to see and his ears to hear and his heart to feel, I, I guarantee you there's people in the room or people that you just walked by that are in, in maybe even more pain than you are. So when you're in pain, the best thing you can do to heal is to help others. Jesus is our greatest example of this. When, we, when he was hanging on the cross, he was in enormous physical, emotional, and spiritual pain. He was carrying all the sin of the world, but in his dying moments, he noticed the pain of other people. He prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Luke twenty three thirty four, And he said to the guy next to him. Today, you will be with me in paradise. He also made sure his mother would be cared for. He wasn't thinking about himself, even when he was in extreme agony. Just think about it. Think about the agony he was in. God's word says to have the same attitude as Jesus, Philippians 2.5. That means when you're in pain, you should look around and see who else is in pain you should think of others even as you care for yourself. That's a hard one. How do you look at the pain of others when you're in pain? I'm going to stop here and just say that somebody that worked with E.C.O.L.A. for 15 years just died. She died in the last week. And uh, I had another person who died in the same week. And it's really an eye-opener, isn't it? I mean, these people, you, you just think, oh, my goodness, Right? Um, Neither one of them was COVID, just so you know. Uh, One was pancreatic cancer, uh, stage four. That was Kathy, who typed reports for E. coli for 15 years. And she finally left this this earth. And she left behind her um, four children and a granddaughter. And in that... um, E.C.O.L.A. put together a fund me and I'm, I'm just amazed at the givingness of the group uh, because they were wondering how they were going to cremate Kathy and get her out of the box in the hospital. And uh, it's just amazing to me. And I'm just I, I feel so blessed and thankful to be part of this group. And uh, what a heart E.C.O.L.A.'s group has. It's really, really special. Um, Since Christ suffered and underwent pain, you must have the same attitude he did. You must be ready to suffer too, for remember, when your body suffers, sin loses its power. With God's grace, you can look past your own pain. And when you do, sin loses its power and you become more like Jesus. Isn't that the goal? Isn't that what we want to do? God can use your pain too to help others struggling with the same pain. For instance, just the loss when you have somebody that you care for. And they're no longer here. It's very shocking. You know, it's like you want to pick up the phone. Oh, they're not going to answer. Uh, you know, you, you remember like things that might have irritated you at one time, and now you just wish they would say it one more time. I know that. My mother, that was my mother. Um, I just would love to hear her say, it's just a situation where she used to always say that to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just want to say that it really opens up our eyes that – Uh, When you have loss is everybody is processing in their own manner their loss of this individual uh, and what part this individual played in their lives. You know, um, I found out that she liked to cook and that she made food for some of the other employees. I didn't even know that. Uh, But there was so much that I I didn't know. But then they don't know the relationship I had either. And so um, it's very special. But everybody processes at their own level and their own way. But in this, we all are feeling pain together. We're all feeling pain in our own way. And isn't that just the way? That's the way it should be. But um, we need to be there for one another, don't we? We need to be there for one another. We can't just be thinking about ourselves. I I was telling somebody just the other day is that, you know, um, it, it talks about, you know, the person that has not sinned cast the first stone. And then nobody throws the stone, right? Because we all fall short of the glory of God, right? And judge, and at the level you judge, you too shall be judged. And it's like, I I said to somebody, it's like, nobody's walked in my shoes to know what I've been through. Just like nobody's walked through your shoes to know what you've been through. So how dare anybody judge you? Because they haven't been in your shoes. Thank you so much for tuning in right now. And I just want to give the biggest, biggest thank you. The biggest thank you to say thank you for joining into the Sue Free Show and Sue Free Spelt Like Fries, one word.com. I want you to go to that website and I want you to check it out. Check it out. There's a lot there that could be helpful to you. And I want to help you. And God is there for you. So I want you to go there and check it out. There is three pages of I Am's there where if you want to actually transform yourself by the renewing of your mind, all you need to do is if you pull down these three pages and you read them every day, it will change your mind. It will change your mind and the way you think because we tend to listen to our own little voice, and it might not be a nice one sometimes, and somebody in our life, we listen to their voice towards us that you know we're not going to measure up or this or that or whatever, But what God says is that you're victorious in Jesus' name. He says you're an ambassador to Christ. Think about that. Did you know that you're an ambassador to Christ? To me, that's like so huge and so big. And it's big, big shoes to fill, you know, to think about that. It's like, you know, people are watching you and and what are you doing? What are you portraying, right? How can you help? Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? How can I help in this situation? How can I help? If you're driving down the freeway and get a flat tire and the president of the United States drives by, nobody expects him to stop and help you replace the tire. He's too important to deal with your problems. But that's not kingdom values. And I'm not saying the president would do that. I'm just saying that that's what's said here. Um, That worldly values. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you must be the servant of all. The more you give of yourself and serve other people, the greater you are in God's kingdom. I want you to stop for a second, because when I just read that, there was a certain person that came to mind for me, a a servant heart, you know, somebody that just does whatever's necessary to make your life easier or better. Is there anybody in your life like that? Because I have multiple people in my life that are like this for me, and I'm so grateful and thankful for them and what they bring to the table. Uh, You know, in business, you know, you want to have servants working with you. Because when you do that, it makes the burden light. Otherwise, the burden can be very heavy because it's all on one person's shoulders. But when we all pull together, it makes the burden light. What does it mean to love like Jesus? Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves again, Romans 15, 2, how can I help? Sometimes when you ask that question, people are going to say, oh, no, I I don't need any help, or no, there's there's nothing I need right now. You asked, right? Get you off the hook? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you need to just kind of dig a little deeper or look a little deeper. Look for how Jesus may be in your life disguised as a hurting person. He may be at the water cooler on Monday morning. He may be at the soccer game. He may be the person behind you in the grocery store line. He may be the most unlovable person you know who is carrying a deep hurt. If you want to serve Jesus, then start by showing up for the hurting people around you. I could stop right there. And if we all did that, can you imagine how this world would be if we all just did that one little thing? It's four sentences that if we did that, if we looked for that, when I was going to church, which I haven't been going and I really miss it and I'm glad that churches are opening up again, there were times when I would walk in and I'd say, God, where do you want me to sit? Where do you want me to sit, Lord? I wouldn't always sit in the same seat. I do have my favorite. I, I, I And people that know me know where I like to sit. But once in a while, not always, but I will walk in, and it should be all the time, but it's not, I will say, God, where do you, where do you want me to sit today? And I have to tell you that when I do that, and I sit next to a person. The next question I say is, who is it that you need me to touch or to talk to? You know, who needs to have a hug or a touch or a word? And it's amazing when you ask God to reveal that to you, how often he does. And if he doesn't, and He say silent. He's got his reasons for doing that, too. So Romans twelve thirteen again, when God's children are in need, you be the one to help them out and get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. If you've been blessed with an extra bed or a couch, if you've been blessed with extra food on your table, then yes, by all means, do this. And you know what? The floor is not that hard. You know, uh, even floor space is good. There are many people in your church, neighborhood, and even family who are single moms working to put food on the table, widows who are lonely in their empty houses, students who are overwhelmed by life in a pandemic. What this is saying is that there's need all around you. It's whether you want to see it or not. It's there. It's all around you. Eight blessings we get from serving, and this is by Veronica Sexton, the, the um the one right before that was by Rick Warren. We all want our lives to matter. It's the reason we do the things we do. We chase promotions and leadership positions because we want to make a difference. We encourage our kids to go to college, get a job, and make lots of money in hopes that they, too, will make a difference. There's nothing wrong with wealth or influence, but those things alone won't change the world, and they aren't what we were made for. We were made to build the church, Ephesians 4, 11, 13, God made each one of us with unique talents, personalities, and skill sets. And when we ask Jesus into our lives, we're given at least one spiritual gift. We get the most joy and make the biggest difference when we use our God-given talents, gifts, and abilities to build the church. On a side note on that, I, I would say that this is so true right here is that, you know, if you're not sure what your gifts are, if you're not sure what you're good at or what God created you for or your purpose on this earth, if you, if you ask yourself what brings you the most joy or what makes you feel like you're making the biggest difference, when you find those things out, you're going to get to what your given talents or gifts or abilities are, what God put in you. He created you for that purpose. So just do a, a personal evaluation on that and ask yourself, what makes? when do you feel the most alive? When do you feel like you're, you know, it's just... On a different level than any other time. What is it that you're doing during that time? Because that's a sure suretail sign that you're onto something. You're onto what God's wanting for you. It's really kind of incredible when you work within that. You know, people say that you're really blessed if you would do what you're doing without getting paid for it. If you're in a profession where you would do this, whether you got paid or not, then you're in the right position. If you're doing it just to make a dime or a dollar or a hundred dollars or whatever. Uh, possibly that's not the best for you. I don't know. Just you, you have to do a personal evaluation on that. So eight blessings we experience by serving others. I'm not going to get through all of these in the first half of this show, so I am going to start it, though, just to give you a, a, a reason to come back for more. Uh, one, serving allows us to discover and develop our spiritual gifts. Do you agree with that? Think about it. 1 Corinthians 12 compares the church to a human body. Just like our bodies are made of many parts serving specific functions, the church is made up of people with different skills and abilities. Alone, these pieces aren't very useful. For instance, your finger or your nose. But together, we create something beautiful. They all work together. Number two, serving allows us to experience miracles. In John 2, Jesus was at a wedding. And the couple was running out of wine for its guests. He tells the servants to fill several big jars to the brim. When they served the water to the guests, it was wine. The guests never knew what happened. The servants were the ones who witnessed the miracle. The same is true for us when we serve. Number three, serving allows us to experience the joy and peace that comes from obedience. I, I've said this, I said this to a friend just recently, out of obedience comes blessings. And it's so true, is that when we're obedient, isn't it true? Just think about your parents right now. And if you're obedient with your parents, isn't life just a little easier? Maybe a lot easier. And don't, aren't you blessed when you're obedient with your parents or even with uh, authority or your boss, maybe? When you do things correctly, isn't it easier than when you do them incorrectly? I, I think so. I think it's a good life lesson. So 1 Peter four ten eleven says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Serving is a form of worship, a way to express gratitude for what Jesus has done for us, and to share the love and grace we've been given. Number four, serving helps us to be more like Jesus. We shift our focus off of ourselves onto others through serving. We begin to see others as Jesus sees them. And we see Jesus in others. Matthew twenty five forty. That's a prayer. That's a prayer that you could be praying for yourself. Is that you want to see Jesus in others. You want to see that person through Jesus's eyes. Not your eyes. When I started praying that way, it changed my focus and it changed my heart. It, it put my um, discernment on a different level. And, you know, I, I need the Lord and I need the Holy Spirit in order to reveal things to me. And I find that I'm best if I'm in that servant role with the Lord, Okay. If I take the headship, if I take control, if I take the wheel, as they say, um, things don't work out as well, and I'm not as aware of everything. But if I release that and I let God run and God be and be the I am, it changes the outcome in such a magnificent way. It's so worth doing. So I'm going to give you more of these blessings by serving others right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard? Or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control. But you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Manager at E. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestament at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call Ecola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS or online at termitelady.com. E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle
0: as a butterfly. E. cola, 877-332-BUGS termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life and death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Life. learning to breathe by author sue freeze available on amazon or log on to sue that's sue suefreeze.com scom sue you're listening to the sue freeze show the pursuit of passion purpose and connection and here again is sue freeze
1: Thank you so much, Cola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. We are going on 11 and a half years now, and I'm just amazed at that. And listen, if you need termite, pest control, insulation, and we've got some new services coming, please contact. You can go to the website, termitelady.com, or call 877-332-2847, and we will be happy to help you. We go from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo. We have offices up and down the coast. And I want to thank the San Diegans for listening to the show. Thank you so much for your participation and uh, for listening in and, and contacting me for those that do. And if you haven't, please do. Um, for the Venturians, uh, K D A R, the word, please please contact me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Orange County. LA with KKLA and then KUHL up in Santa Maria and uh, even up further. And I just want to say thank you to all of the listeners out there for listening to the show. I want you to go to dot like com. I want you to go there and I want you to check out the website. There's a lot there that you can get uh, for free. And there's also things there like, um, well, all the podcasts for 11 years is there. So you can go by um, guest when I have guests on, or you can go by subject matter that could be ministering to you or uh, encouraging and inspiring you in some way. So go there and check out all of that, please. And share the show with other people. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Randy. Randy, I came in today, and I've got another letter. I'm all caught up with your letters. And I just want to say thank you so much for telling me what you're telling me in these letters. And, uh, man, it's not easy where you are. Uh, Prison's not a a fun place for sure, and that's why it's prison. But um, I have to say that you, you try to keep your attitude up, not being able to shower for 17 days because there was a COVID outbreak in your unit. I can't even imagine that. And you are so right, Randy, saying, I mean, why are we getting punished? I mean, we didn't bring it to ourselves because we're with the same people every day. So it makes sense. Someone from the outside brought it into you. And you all suffer because they allowed someone from the outside to come in and, and, and have that exposure. It's pretty sad, actually. I, I just, like, can't even believe that, that, that that could happen. And, Randy, if I could ask one thing, could you please, I um, you sent me a picture of your lovely, sweet daughter, and I'm praying for her, but I need to know her name. So in your next letter, if you could just, you keep saying your lovely daughter, and I know she's your lovely daughter. I'm praying for her, and I just would like to have her name. So if you could tell me that, that would be so greatly appreciated. And keep those letters coming, because I really enjoy um, reading them, you are an encouragement to me. You say I'm encouraging you, but I think I think that um, I think I'm I'm the one that's being really blessed. So thank you, Randy, for for doing that. I uh, appreciate it. So we're going to get back in, but before we do, I just want to um, ask that if there's any company out there that would like to sponsor this show, I would really love to talk with you. And uh, if you're not sure, it's okay. Uh, there is no stupid question except for the one you don't ask. And uh, I will be happy to answer any question uh, regarding advertising Um, when it comes to radio or TV or even print. I've been doing it a long time. So I would love to help you out because someone came alongside me and helped me out. And now it's my turn to give – to pay it forward. I love pay it forward. Um, So if you're interested at all – it wouldn't be very expensive to give it a try, and I would be happy to work through that process with you. So get in touch with me by going to Sufri, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and I'll be um, happy to talk with you. But I really would love to have a sponsor for the Sufri show. So thank you. All right. So eight blessings we experience by serving others. And I think blessings are really important. And when we're feeling pain and things, we want to be, uh, you know, helping other people during our pain. So um, serving surrounds us with other Christians who can help us follow Jesus. When we're working side by side with other people, a bond inevitably forms. This was part of God's plan for how the church is supposed to work. That's why Hebrews 10, 25 instructs us to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another, not giving up meeting together we've been doing that, haven't we? We've been giving up meeting together. And I think truly, it's harmed us. It truly has harmed us. And I know that, you know, our our health is really, really important. um, But being with other people, we are designed for that. So there's a happy medium in there. I know there is. And I'm really thankful that with the vaccine. And if you're, uh, you know, whatever road you're going down that I believe that it's getting better. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that I'm believing that soon we're going to be able to get back to doing the things that we love to do. And I have to tell you, I'm going to share a little story with you as I was looking on Facebook, and there was a teacher that was standing right by the door of the classroom. And on the other side, there was a heart on the top two hands in the middle, and then a music note after that. And it showed, I think, I didn't count how many, maybe 25 children. And they got to choose what they wanted when they came through the classroom door. So the teacher stood there, and one, one child would hit the heart. And so the teacher and, and the child would get a big hug, and they would just hug tight. And I'm thinking, oh, that's so sweet. And then the next one was uh, the hands, and they would do the hand bump, you know, like the high five, high 10, and then the knuckle bump. And then another child would come up, and he would push the music notes. And the music notes, they did a little twist. They both did a little twist. It was just the cutest thing. But when I went through and I watched the entire line of children go through, because I was curious, because I wanted to know how many hit the heart, how many hit the hand, and how many hit the notes. And I have to tell you, the heart went out, because these children need hugged. But not only do the children need hugged, you know, it's a really big thing. I think um, when I was raising my children, there was a couple that got on and they talked about skin touch is, you know, like um, holding hands or touching the face, you know, just anything where um, it's a skin touch. But the other thing is, is that all of us, all of us need hugs. And and I'm a hugger. I'm, I'm totally a hugger. You know, someone goes to shake my hand and I just say, I'm a hugger. I hope you don't mind. And I hug because... I think you can never get enough hugs. You can never get enough hugs. And our children need to be hugged. So parents, your children are going through. You think you're going through a tough time? I am serious right now. As a mother and a grandmother, I have to tell you, these kids, they have no idea what's going on. You know, life is okay, and and they're playing on the playground one day, and they're going to school, and they don't even like the class, and they're going to get a bad grade. But now they're not going to class and they have to sit in front of a computer and, and you know, we're just not, they weren't created that way. We're social beings and no, no interaction with children and it's just really tough. So you think, parents, you think you're having a hard time? Let me just tell you, your children, they need to feel secure. They need security. They need to know that they're okay and mommy and daddy are there and they need those hugs more than ever. They need time with you. And they need hugs. So go hug your children. All right. Enough said. Six, serving increases our faith. As we move out of our comfort zones, God increases our faith by revealing new potential in ourselves and in his church. When we see what he can do, when his power is at work within us, we begin looking for the doors. He's opening rather than pushing our way through the ones. He's closed He's opening the doors. So what are you going to do when the doors open? Are you ready? Are you going to serve? Serving allows us to experience God's presence in new ways. Oh, man, I've experienced this firsthand. Encouragement and healing go hand in hand. As we encourage others and they find healing, we're encouraged. It's the reason so many people who go on mission trips say they came home feeling like they got more than they gave. What does it say the joy is in the giving? That's that's in the Bible. The joy is in the giving. It's not the receiving, it's the giving. Serving. Number eight, serving is good for your soul. Giving is good for your soul. Studies have shown that volunteering is so good for the mind and body that it can ease symptoms of stress and depression. Tapping into our gifts, passions, builds self-confidence, energy, and strength. Serving others can also be the best distraction from our own worries. Do you believe that? Look, if you're worrying about something, if you're upset about something, if you're getting down and you're depressed, get out of bed and go find somebody to serve. Find somebody that needs you, because I guarantee you they're out there. It's just whether you're going to put yourself out there or not. Are you going to stay self-centered and just woe is me? Are you going to get out of that? And I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, I I don't want people that are really struggling right now to think that there's anything wrong. There's not because everybody has to go through their own pain. I'm just saying if there are anybody that need a kickstart, if there's anybody right now that just needs a little encouragement to get out of their own way and to, you know, think, okay, I don't know how to get out of this. This might be a way to get out of it. It might be a way to just endure it for a time. Okay. I don't want to be insensitive. Okay, because I have been in all arenas of this situation. I have been from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. And I can tell you, they're not fun. But the best development happens in the dark. You know that, right? You know, film develops better in the dark. There's a reason for that. And sometimes we have to get down there so we can appreciate the highs, right? But there's also a lesson in that in those times. And I don't want you to miss it. And I don't want you to shortchange it, but I also don't want you to stay there too long, and neither does God. So I'm not being insensitive to you, those that are really going through a trying time and just don't know how to to, to step forward and and get out of bed. Even, you know, I I know that feeling. I do. I'm I'm getting emotional because I'm feeling somebody right now, and God feels you too. And I'm sorry that whatever it is, God knows, but I don't, but I'm feeling that pain with you. And I just have to say that I'm really sorry that you're going through this. But the sun comes up new every morning and it might not feel like it, but I guarantee you it does. And sometimes we just have to endure this moment right now, this moment in time, this right now. We just have to endure. We just have to get through this moment. And maybe the next moment and maybe the next moment. But it will get better. Hang in there. Just hang in there and it'll get better. And maybe you need to reach out. Reach out to somebody so you're not all alone because the devil wants us to stay isolated and make us feel like we're unworthy and we don't expect and we're not, we, we, don't, we don't deserve anything more. And that's a lie from the devil. The Lord feels your pain. The Lord's right there with you. Whew. I'm going to keep going, but I want you to understand that I'm still feeling you, and the Lord is there with you. And I just want you to get through this moment and through this day. Make a promise to yourself that you're just going to endure. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so we make all sorts of rational explanations for not serving. I don't have time. I don't know what I would do. I don't have any special skills to contribute. They don't need me. There is always a need. There's always a need. But the reality is the Lord doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. God used men and women with similar doubts to change the course of history. Moses didn't think he was a leader or speaker, but God worked through Moses to bring Israel out of slavery. David was the youngest and therefore most insignificant of all his brothers, but God worked through David to defeat a giant and eventually made him a king. Paul used to kill Christians before he met Jesus, but he went on to become one of the most highly regarded, and prolific writers, church planters in history. God doesn't just want to work through you. He wants to work in you. You're listening to The Sue Free Show, and I feel so blessed and thankful that you're listening. And it's no coincidence that you're listening. It's really not. You know, God has each and every one of us. He does. He knows every thought. He knows every word. He knows you. He knows me. And he loves me anyway. He loves me even in my ugly times. He loves me no matter what. He's unconditionally loving. Does it mean he doesn't wish better for me or he doesn't desire that I make better choices sometimes? Of course he does. You know, I I love my children. and, And I'd like to think that I love them unconditionally. I love my children. I would do anything for them. But when I think about my love and how strong and how big it is, and I think about God's love is bigger than that, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, I just have to say. Fear not, God is with you. Rick Warren, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? With God on your side, you don't need anything else. God plus one equals a majority. What's your greatest fear? Is it embarrassment, failure, rejection, disappointing others, not fitting in? Satan uses all of these fears to rob you of joy. He knows what will make you joyful, so he creates fears to oppose those things. For instance, Satan knows doing what's right will always bring you joy, so he makes you afraid of what other people will think if you do the right thing. He makes you worry more about your popularity than pleasing God. Satan also knows one of the greatest sources of joy in life, is when you share the love of Christ with an unbeliever. So he makes you afraid to tell people about Jesus. The truth is, to find joy, you need only one thing. You need to live for an audience of one, God. That's Jesus' path to complete and total joy. He said, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. John fifteen, eleven. Those who make a practice of sin are straight from the devil, the pioneer in the practice of sin. The Son of God entered the scene to abolish the devil's ways. Jesus defeated death, and that means he also defeated Satan. In fact, that's why he came to earth. The Son of God entered the scene to abolish the devil's ways. What is the devil's work? He messes with your mind. He fills it with worry, guilt, resentment, anger, fear, and confusion. He whispers in your ear that you're worthless Helpless, hopeless, and aimless. Satan uses these thoughts and emotions to keep you enslaved. The biggest tool Satan uses to mess with your life is fear. The Bible clearly says that fear doesn't come from God. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Did you hear that? There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. The Bible also says God is love. So when you're afraid, that's not from God because there is no fear in love. And God is love. But Jesus defeated death. He destroyed the devil's work. And so when you, as a Christian, grieve a death, you grieve with hope. You grieve because you miss those you've lost. You grieve, but you know that if they believed in Jesus, you will see them again in heaven. They are waiting there in that place where we all were designed to go in the first place. So, whenever you feel fear creeping into your heart, whether it's the fear of death or another fear, remember that fear isn't from God. Then ask God to drive out that fear with His perfect love. I feel like that was helpful, maybe for everybody, but I know for some. Okay, I'm down. I'm winding down to the last five minutes of the show, and uh, with that, I'm, I'm just going to say um, there was there was a very tender moment in this show, and. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen um, all the time. But there's sometimes where, you know, I ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to me. And I was talking to uh, a couple people here at, at KKLA. And I was talking about how the radio show is a one, a one way conversation. See, I don't get to see your face. I don't get to hear your sigh. I don't get to see that you're on the phone, not listening to what's being said. I don't get any of that. I'm I'm looking at a microphone, okay? And I'm I'm thinking about what I'm going to say and I'm, I'm, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to give me the discernment to feel you because I can't see you. So what I, what I can do is I, I, I start feeling, okay? And um, it's real. It's real feeling for me. I mean, I really was feeling and I got very emotional. And, you know, I, I just, I know from personal experience that we have our highs and they're so amazing like having a granddaughter and watching her be born and it, it's just it's amazing and then I have lows you know like losing somebody that I love or having to put my dog down that's coming up here pretty soon um, you know they're lows and it's what, it's what life is but it's how you know like you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind and it's how we believe that gets us through our times. You know, when I, when I meet somebody that's knowing they're going to die. I mean, we're all going to die. We all know that, right? We're all going to die. We just don't know when. Some people say, you know, they get sick and they're, you know, how much time do I have? How much time do I have? And then there's other people that you saw them just yesterday and all of a sudden they're just poof, gone. What's better? I don't know. I don't know what's better. Um, It's always hardest for those left behind. You know, the ones that left, if they know Jesus, they're going to heaven. There's no better place. But then the question is, did they know Jesus? Did they know Jesus? Am I going to see them again? I mean, that's a real true question, isn't it? And I think that's something really important to remember when you're with people that you're not sure. That if you really love them and you want to see them again in heaven you know cuz there is no promise that we'll have tomorrow there's no guarantee that you're going to see the people that you love you know 10 minutes from now we don't have that guarantee so the best thing for us to do is to appreciate and acknowledge and verbalize and physical show physically show these people just how much we care and love them my mother-in-law right now i mean she's going through a lot and my sister-in-law takes care of my mother-in-law, and she's, she does a great job at it. And my mother-in-law, man, uh, she's amazing, but she's not doing well. She's not feeling well, and her hearing's going, and she doesn't walk much, and it's just getting less and less and less, and it's sad. It's sad because, you know, you kind of, you, you, know, you know what's coming, but when? We don't know. So Look. Here's the thing. You have your life right now, and this show is about serving others. It's about when you're feeling pain, the way to to get out of that and to heal is by helping other people with their pain. Or just serving others. Just get out of out of you and start thinking of other people. And when you do that, life starts changing, and you will have a new awareness, and you'll have life lessons that maybe you didn't realize before. And I just want to encourage you to draw nearer to the Lord, ask him to reveal to you what your gifts and passions are, because you will be a happier person when you're, you know, moving in your gifts and living in your gifts, and when you're giving to others, because that's where it really is, the joys in the giving. Now, I have to tell you that, you know, it's vulnerable, because I've been giving to people and there's not an appreciation, or I'm giving to people thinking I'm doing the right thing, but yet... Uh, it's coming back at me in a negative way. And I'm like, wow, how is that even possible? <laughs> how is that even possible? But it is. And it's it's strange to me. But I know it's because I'm doing good. I'm doing well, according to God, in ways. And uh, the devil doesn't like it. And so for that, I'm encouraged, even though I really don't like this fight I'm in. But I'll continue to fight the fight. It's for a good cause. So I want you to be a blessing to someone each and every day. Look for somebody that you can serve. And uh, we'll talk next week. God bless you. Bye.